0: Why do I smell baby oil? (laughs) (laughs) My bad.
1: All right, welcome to the Daily Screening Podcast. My name is Daily. I'm joined as always by Bart. Hi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Uh, today we are uh, discussing uh, Fast and Furious 6, or Furious 6 as the title card would have us believe. Uh, Try to have us believe. <laughs> it's. It's, I mean, now it's a bittersweet. Affair, really. In the the first episode we recorded, uh, you know, we were talking about Pacific Rim, and we were talking about summer movies, and uh, you know, I really enjoyed Fast uh, Furious Six. I I'm to ref- try and refer to it as Furious Six. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the better movies of the summer, um, and obviously, recent events, the death of Paul Walker. It's it's. Yeah, you know, you, you have to watch, you watch in a different way now, it's, but let's, let's roll the dial back a little bit, because uh, I've seen all of these movies,
0: and I, I feel like, Bart, you have not. I have definitely seen the first one, I think I saw the second one, I, third, third one's Tokyo, right? Yes. I did not see that one, and I don't think I saw four, I did Four's see Four's the one when they
1: are in Mexico. And they, they're uh, it's a drug cartel, and they're they're underground tunnels at the Mexican border.
0: No, I I think I I missed that one. I did see five, and obviously I've seen six now twice. Yeah.
1: Uh. Uh, So yeah. No. Uh. I've seen all of them. No. Okay. So what's your? Do you have a sort of general feeling about this franchise? I
0: think they. I, I think that they've done quite a hell of a thing in in transforming it from what it was at the beginning to what it has been more recently. Mm-hmm. I believe you said during uh, the Pacific Rim podcast that every single movie is a different genre now. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think you're right. And I think... I, I was noting as we were watching it this second time around and I remember thinking the same thing during the, the first time around. So I'm a bit of a car guy. <laughs> and which i am not for the record yeah which daily is not so i mean there there are a lot of things that happen in these movies that don't make any damn sense in terms of cars like when people dramatically shift automatics from neutral to reverse <laughs> like that's that's not that does that doesn't do what they what they do um and you know there's the normal amount of speeding up the footage just a little bit yeah and you know it's it's a little like that that scene of the Batmobile, right? But at the same time, I would rather have
1: slightly sped up real footage than CGI nightmare. Oh, movies, I would too. You know, so so would I. Like uh, I, I, you have to give them respect for. I mean, obviously not a hundred percent, but for the most part, I feel like they're using real cars and they are pulling off real stunts with real cars, which is really nice to see. Uh, earlier this morning, I watched uh, the Road Warrior, which is. Full of awesome car stunts, and they're all obviously they're all done practically because it's early '80s. I'm going say '82 or something like that. It's uh, so so it's a lot of, and not only is it a lot of car stunts, but it's a lot of custom-made cars because it's you know a, p- a post-apocalyptic future world. So it's everything. All these cars have like you know, hobble together. It's, or whatever.
0: It's, it's funny you should mention that because that's actually been one of the big changes in this in this franchise. Is mm-hmm. that the first? I guess the first four. I mean, you had regular cars and then you had kind of riced out tuner cars but for 5 and 6 they actually started building very custom like fr- like frame up yeah. cars from nothing mm-hmm. um and it's that's actually that that gets them some some more respect from me
1: yeah uh, well, I think there was a you know I, I haven't I haven't watched the first one in, in a while but I feel like there was a sense in the first one where they were sort of trying to go for sort of what was hot and cool and trendy at the time uh so when you watch the first one now it, it the cars seem ridiculous. I mean they're That's, they are ridiculous. They're neon orange and pink and they've got goofy dragon decals and stuff on the side and I mean they they look like they're racing, you know, cars you get out of a cereal box basically. Um uh, whereas I in you know in these later years it, it really feels like they've they're trying to class up the franchise and you know in the process class up the cars. And really going with this you know classic American muscle thing and
0: well they they have I mean it's I think that's one of the big cultural impacts of this franchise and really the early ones is that it I mean I'm not going to say that it generated this culture of people modifying their cars because that's clearly nonsense yeah but it it did bring it to the fore in bring a, to the mainstream yeah, yeah in a big way and it you know it, it resulted in a lot of. Uh, interesting civics, and <laughs> you, you know, and I mean, and the thing is, that it's it's a as the huge... driver of a driver-specific, yes. That's well, true. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a huge cultural impact, and uh, I'm not saying it's good or bad because you, you know.
1: Let's talk about this latest installment specifically before we get into all of the sadder franchise implications. Yeah. Um, I remember feeling this when we saw it uh, originally. Um and i think it really is sort of echoed here uh the second time around the it's not it's kind of slow in the middle um it's actually very kind of slow in the middle very kind of slow in the middle that's some really good analysis it's, right there. and it's and it's
0: very kind of a lot a little bit slower the second time around right which there. is after the first yeah
1: no i mean there's there are a couple of really good sequences that that really pop you know there's uh, the uh, foot chase and the the hand-to-hand fight uh, in the in the London Underground between Gina Carano and Michelle Rodriguez uh, at the same time as um, uh, you know what the other two guys are fighting the guy from the raid you know though that hand-to-hand fight that th- those are both really good fights those are really well executed fights and you know, that's mostly due to the fact that each one, the villain is, uh, you know, their background is in martial arts and not necessarily actor. You know, they're, they're martial artists who became actors and not the other way around, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that really elevates the that those scenes a lot. And then, you know, we, we kind of slow down a little bit. There's a pretty sort of standard forgettable car race and then you get, you know, the big action bit at the end. But, yeah, in the middle, it really, it kind of drags. And I remember watching it the first time and thinking, like, you know, this is not, I, was, I wasn't I was really, in you know, enthralled the way I was the last time around on the fifth one. Well,
0: it's very, the middle section of this movie is very furious. <laughs>
1: Less fast, more yes, furious, is that what you're saying? So, There's so an imperfect balance here between fast, fastness and furiousness.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. It's not, it's not Truth not be wrong. told, when you said there was a kind of a forgettable car sequence in the middle, I honestly couldn't remember. I could <laughs> not remember which one it was. So it's true. Yeah. Empirical well, test, uh, successful. Well and that's the thing,
1: that my one of my favorite parts of the fifth one. So like we were saying earlier, you know, this franchise is really evolved where the first one is basically, you know, all about car culture and, you know, drag racing and street racing and all this stuff. Whereas the, you know, the further down we've gone into the franchise, the less about the cars it's really become. It's really become about these characters yes. who sort of exist in this world of cars and they're using that as a way to tell these other stories. So my favorite part in the fifth movie is the scene where they're, you know, they decide, oh, we need to get, we need we need some cars. Like, we need to, we need to get a bunch of cars. So they go to, like, the local drag race and you know there's that sort of classic bit from the, every one of these movies up until then where you know they sort of drive into the drag race setup and you know pan around and there's you know hot skinny you know scantily clad ladies walking around in heels and because that's you know, what car culture hood. is
0: really like right exactly I mean, every know. car event I've ever been to uh number one never n- not <laughs> never mind that there aren't any you know those girls, there aren't any girls. It's it's not, it's not, like, eh.
1: yeah. But so they're, they're walking around, there's hot chicks, there's cool music playing, there's, you know, guys, they got their hoods open, everyone's giving each other shit, and they're drinking beers or whatever, and then they go to do the drag race, except in the fifth movie, instead of cutting to them doing the awesome drag race, it cuts to, them coming home from the drag race having won other people's cars. The racing has now become basically besides the point. It's it's implied, essentially. We don't need to actually see the racing, just, oh, and then we raced off-screen and it was fine. And it's my favorite bit in that movie. Um, this one, there's, you know, they take a different approach, which I actually really like, which is that the... Uh, you know now they've moved essentially from being you know Dom's crew is essentially moved from being uh, criminals even though they are still technically criminals uh, now they're essentially working as secret agents they're uh, they're they're working for the government they're they're trying to take down this crew of other criminals and the other criminals are car people they're using cars specifically to pull up their heists just like you know, uh, Toretto used to do. So, it's cool because we get to see them sort of use their car knowledge to foil <laughs> the bad guys. Right. You know, which there's there's one scene where I, it really stuck out that I really like, which is sort of after they have their first encounter with these guys, and they're able to very quickly sort of size up well, did you see, you know, what this car was doing? Yeah, it was doing this, but it also did this, but it wasn't doing this. Oh, so that must mean this. And so the therefore most... <laughs> we, we figure out where they got the thing, you know, like is... they're using their car knowledge to foil crime. It is
0: the most ridiculous thing I've ever. <laughs> I was like, Yes, you're going to just come out of nowhere and tell me that it's it's like something you would see at Lamarque. Shut up. Like, no <laughs> come on. No. I, it's, I mean,
1: it's essentially one step up from you know the Star Trek like technobabble it, thing where they're just saying, "Well, the Dilithian Matrix is out of alignment." Well, if we increase the spatial buffers, whoa, we need to have to like it, they're just making words up, and it, all that matters is by the end, you've given me a plot point that we can explain and then pursue. Uh, they're, you know, they do it here with car things. And here's the thing: as <laughs> someone who doesn't know shit about cars, you know they could have been made all of the words up that they said, just like they do in well, Star Trek, and like, I wouldn't know well, the see, difference.
0: The thing is, what what they did do was not make up the words. What they did was they strung together words, <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> <laughs> regardless of context. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to watch it again to see just to see exactly what they said to see if it made any sense. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, it was outlandish enough that i kind of shut down and giggled at it and didn't necessarily hear all of it yeah um which is enough uh
1: so there are uh obviously we're talking about the cars there are obviously lots of uh fun cars in this movie um and again i love i love these you know the criminals sort of using their car knowledge to pull off these crimes so they've got the the special uh little flipper car the little like what, iron Which, wedge car well that
0: that's that's one of the ones that they built up from nothing yeah. before the movie that thing didn't exist right
1: um, but I love that as far as I know it's basically. such a it's such a fun I mean it's a it's a great visual, yeah. Uh, oh, because certainly. as soon as you look at it, you go, "Oh yeah, no, I know exactly." It's simple physics. Your car is a wedge. You're flipping cars over, uh, but it's so low to the ground and it handles interesting. Like it's, Boy, a, it's the, a really the, fun.
0: The four wheel steering thing is kind of interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, like okay.
1: Um, and then the same thing with their again. It's basically all in that say that initial sort of chase sequence. Um, the the little car EMP things that they launch onto the hoods that that
0: foil all the electronics. Yeah, that's. I'll I'll suspend my disbelief that like that's officially sci-fi and I, I I'm okay I'm but I'm okay go, with yeah, that, yeah I'm you happy know? to go there I don't have that's a problem fine. with that yeah because I, like it's it's yeah that's that's okay with me uh it's it's, it's not a half truth it's <laughs> just, it's just bullshit and yeah. that's okay
1: but it's entertaining bullshit that's it's all that matters oh, absolutely you know?
0: it, and you know it's it's believable in the suspending your disbelief kind of way because right. it's. Clear what it's doing and it's nonsense, and but it it's also fine. leads
1: up to one of those. Okay, so uh, you know, people use that phrase, uh, you know, from the the last Indiana Jones movie, you know, nuking the fridge. Oh yeah. Um, so you know, I always think of that phrase. I feel like I don't know if this is how other people use this phrase. I always think of that phrase as uh, the moment where the movie does something that's completely insane and you make a split decision in that moment that either you are on board with this movie and it's insanity, or you are not. So, uh, the the little car EMP module things, uh, they remind me of the other example of that sort of moment in movies that I always think of. Bubble Boy? No, it's from... (laughs) Jesus. No, it's from uh, the Transporter, I think the second Transporter movie, Uh. where... Uh, essentially, long story short, they have attached a bomb to the bottom of the transporter's car, and so and it's about to go off. And so, in order to uh, save himself, Jason Statham drives the car. He goes up like a ramp, and he jumps the car past a hanging uh, construction crane, and uses the crane to hook the bomb off from the bottom of his car. So he has to not only jump the car, but also flip the car, like, uh, or t- like, corkscrew it, so that the bottom of the car passes the crane and hooks the bomb while he goes back and then still lands on the tires and not upside down. Is that
0: in, in his standard huge Audi? I,
1: I, yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. And
0: so, <laughs> and
1: like and that happens, like, 10 10 minutes into the movie. Oof. Like that's one of those things where you're like oh that could be like the big crazy finale move. No that's like th- how the beginning that's how the movie starts basically. Okay. So like that's the other thing where I'm like okay yeah no you either as soon as you see that you either go bullshit and you shut the movie off or you go alright strap in this is what we're doing. And they do the exact same thing you in this movie. He's got the little EMP bolt on I the front thought- and he, he drifts past the post
0: and knocks it off and you're like yeah, alright they're just, gonna do whatever the fuck
1: they want with I just cards. thought of
0: another one of those that yeah? actually did make me turn the movie off. It's Jurassic Park Three, it's a dream sequence, but it's not presented as a dream sequence until afterwards. Grant's in the plane, and the raptor turns around and goes, "Alan," <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I just said, "Well,
0: that's the end," and I turned it off.
1: You're not incorrect. Uh, Holy God, I forgot about the talking dinosaur in that movie. Yeah, well, you know they almost made a whole movie full of talking dinosaurs. Again. And they might still at this point. Oh god. I mean, I don't think that there there, there is another Jurassic Park heading our way. That much is inevitable. Is Michael Bay uh, involved? No, Colin Trevorrow, who's uh, did Safety Not Guaranteed, which is a movie I actually really like. Huh. Um but yeah, no, there there is another Jurassic Park, it may be called Jurassic World. Nobody really knows. Are they it, not the aware moment?
0: that there were only two books?
1: Like... Uh, the the books have become irrelevant at this point, I think. Which is so sad. It's They're a, good. It's a franchise. It's marketable. They good can make books. lunch boxes. Anyway, um so so let's see what else do we got here uh, so yeah, so they Sherlock based on their car knowledge I like that um, <laughs> uh, so so like I said' we're, so it's kind of slow in the middle yes uh, but Ford, I remember pickup
0: though. Well, exactly,
1: and that's the thing. <laughs> I remember watching the movie and in the middle of the movie being like, "Man, this is kind of dragging a little bit. This isn't quite as you know, I'm not quite as engaged as I as I thought I'd be." Mm-hmm. But I don't remember thinking that when we walked out of the theater.
0: Oh no, no no! <laughs>
1: because when we walked out of the theater, I was like bouncing off the walls because the last half hour of this movie is so much fun,
0: it's just ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I mean you've got. Not one, but two insane chase sequences. Uh, one in the daytime and one in the nighttime. So I appreciate that. I always appreciate a good daytime like chase scene or fight sequence because I can actually you know see what the fuck is happening. Yep. Um, but you've got again with the you know the yeah. okay this is what's going to happen in this movie. I mean, I think that when he not when he, when. Uh, Paul Walker drifts past the post and knocks the little EMP bolt off the front of his car. But that's nothing compared to the end of the movie, in which Vin Diesel flies through the air, (laughs) jumps jumps off of his own car to catch Michelle Rodriguez, who is flying off of a tank. tank over the divide the open space divide in a highway overpass Over and then a gorge over, over a, a gorge. gorge and then landing on the
0: hood of another car that moment is insane both times I've seen that now I had exactly the same reaction and it was holy shit he caught her and it's not even it doesn't even top out there no it gets more
1: ridiculous not after that that at all the the that final fight like the there's that final pl- uh, chase sequence uh, where they're they're running down the military transport plane on a runway <laughs> that has to be 50 miles long. Like there's simply no way. I timed it well, 14 minutes okay. from when the plane shows up, which isn't even the beginning. They've already been on the runway for a little while. But from the moment the plane shows up until they literally stop, they reach the end of the runway, 14 minutes. There, that that's a fifty mile runway.
0: That's insane. Yeah, that's that's not a thing.
1: But they're 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 the fight in they're fighting on the plane. Oh, it's so good. And there's there's uh, there's Vin Diesel's flying headbutt, which is look. We used to make <laughs> movies in high school, and one of our friends, his name is Brendan. Brendan is a giant of a man. He's 6'8". And so, uh, Rob had our shortest friend, Mackie, fight our tallest friend, Brendan, and since Mackie had to win, Mackie jumped and headbutted Brendan. Which is exactly what Vin Diesel does in the end of this movie. Except that he does it for no reason. Yeah, no, no, not at all, except that it looks... Awesome! It does look awesome, and so you're like, "Oh man, okay, that was the awesome." It's just like the rampage drop you on your face moment. It is very similar to the rampage drop you on your face moment, it wasn't. Uh, except no, except except then it gets topped. Like two I, yeah. minutes <laughs> later, when Vin Diesel picks this this the same guy who like towers over Vin Diesel, he's a huge he guy, picks him up in the air, and then the rock flies in from somewhere With else, the hammer and, of the gods, and clocks him in the face, and they flip around. Oh my god! It's it's we just lost it. we lost it's it. one of those things where as soon as you can't see that and not have an extremely vocal reaction. It's, yeah. um, and at that point, like I said, this is the end of the movie, so at that point, you are so, like, you have to be on board. If you're not on board by then, you shut the movie off, basically. Yeah. yeah.
0: You already have, long
1: ago. But, oh God, it is just, it is so entertaining. So this is my thing is, you know, does the fact that the last half hour is so good sort of outweigh the fact that it drags in the middle? You know?
0: I think it's, I think it's a function of when you're seeing it and why you're seeing it,
1: mm-hmm. um, and
0: who you're seeing it with. And perhaps. absolutely, with whom you're seeing it. Um, if I saw it at Christmas time, uh, no. In the summer, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, or in and, that mindset, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah.
1: Sitting, mean, seeing well, for the first time at home at Christmas with your mom on the couch, probably not nearly as entertaining <laughs> as you know, in July in a theater full of people with you know your big loud laughing
0: friend. Like me, that that would be uh, daily.
1: Sitting next to you, yeah.
0: yeah, Um, I I believe your your quote from the Pacific Rim podcast was that it was the only movie. I mean, I, th- I think we agreed that Pacific Rim was the most entertaining movie of the summer, mm. and that the only competition in on that front was this, because this is very entertaining. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a particularly good movie, but, but it's, it's really very entertaining.
1: entertaining. What I'm, what I feel like is that this might be one of those movies that. You, like, you'll put on while you do other things. It's
0: popcorn entertainment. Well, not even that. Like, I don't know if how many more it, times no, I would want to, like, sit and watch okay, the whole movie. It's popcorn entertainment once. Yeah. And then it's just something that you don't feel bad about getting up in the middle and Right, exactly. Like I can put this
1: on and while I make dinner or something, and then I'll, you know, or do laundry or whatever and then stop when, oh, here comes the you know, the awesome, you know, fight scene in the in the subway, or here comes the flying headbutt, or here comes yeah, the, yeah. the midair grab. You know, like I know when the high points are so I can sort of pause when something awesome is about to you happen. Can cherry pick it. And then do it, yeah, exactly. Like I don't I don't know how frequently I need to like watch the whole movie, you know? The second one, for me, is really the only one that I just, like, I won't watch that one again. I, I think the second Fast and Furious, or, as you may recall, Too Fast, Too Furious. I remember almost
0: nothing about that.
1: It's really bad. It's really, like, I don't think it has any redeeming qualities. Um, uh, it's, it's, yeah, no, it's just, it's, the plot is, like, non-existent. Um, it really suffers because it's, it's really clear that they wanted Vin Diesel and couldn't get Vin Diesel, so they got Tyrese. And you walked out of that movie going, this franchise is over. This franchise is not going to continue. Well, it didn't
0: have enough bald guys in it. <laughs> well, they replaced one bald guy with another bald guy. I know, guy. and then they started bringing back all the other bald guys and getting some more bald guys. Well, so... and How and, many are we up to now?
1: Oh, That's a lot. I don't know. There's many bald guys. <laughs> As you said, We Patrick Stewart's next on the list, I yeah. think. Uh, so, no, but, I mean, I... It's one of those franchises that really—the only other franchise that it, I really think of, uh, it, at least in terms of something that's gone on for this long—it's like Harry Potter. In that, you know, we're now up to part six, part seven, and these movies are only getting better, uh, which is. Really, there, nobody else makes it to part six, and they're you know, and the movies are still hitting on all, firing on all cylinders. You know, yeah, this this is usually the point where <laughs> police Academy. exactly where you know police academy. They're in Russia, and or they're on Miami Beach, or wherever the fuck the police academy was at I that point. I haven't seen. That in um, so I mean, long. Rocky is you know basically brain dead at that point, so it's like I mean, this is well, I don't know
0: because Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa
1: is great. Is way better. But Rocky than- Five is a. I, I like I don't acknowledge the existence of Rocky Five anymore. I he, say it goes from Rocky else. Four to Rocky Balboa, and I, nothing happened in between, as far as I'm concerned. Tommy Gun, but this is this is there are very few other franchises that are like this, and really the only misstep for me is the second one. The second one is just it's just ter- like I can't even get really any entertainment value out of it. For a long time, it was my brother's favorite movie because he loves Cars so much. And he was also, you know, like 13 when these movies, when that came out. So, Yeah. Um, but, you know, the after the second one, every movie since then has been pretty much better than the one before it. The third one, I actually am a big fan of it, even though it's the one that doesn't have any of the other cast members in it. Um, but it also becomes the weird Enigma movie because it doesn't have any of the other cast members in it but it also technically takes place after all of the other sequels. Uh, if you're unaware, the, the chronology of these movies, in-universe chronology of these movies, is part one, two, four, five, six, three, seven. So the chronology is really weird. The Bourne movies are also kind of like this, where you sort of watch, get all the way through the third one, and then realize actually it was taking place at the same time as... Second one, and I haven't watched the Jeremy Renner one yet. I haven't but... seen any of them. Oh, you haven't seen any of the Bourne movies? Mm-mm. It's... Oh no, I know. I'm they're not... really good. I'm aware. It's they're a... really good. I don't
0: like Matt Damon very much. Really, I just don't.
1: Well, I mean, this isn't very Matt Damon-y, for whatever. How could it not be Matt Damon? It's I his, mean, that's
0: his thing. Yeah, yeah but, his
1: thing. but he's kind of a cipher in these movies. I mean, he's. I mean, Matt Damon is very good as a performer, but I mean, he's not. Mm, Goodwill Hunting, Damon. He's not where, uh, where, in which I didn't mind. Clever him, actually. Damon. He's. I mean, he's pretty much. He's the first one. He's a guy with amnesia, so there's not a lot to his character per se.
0: Well, anyway, I'll see him at some. Point.
1: They're 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 pretty good, they and also, they've got. I'll, good, I'll do it over Christmas. They've got good car chases. You as probably well. own them, don't you? Uh, I do. I own the first three. Uh, I Aren't believe. there there only four. There are. Uh, yeah. So I own the. I own all the Damon ones. That's the good. fourth one has Jeremy be. Renner. I haven't watched. I don't
0: yet. need to watch Hawkeye. That's
1: yeah. fine. So in our other podcast, uh, we've talked about this. It's sort of a phrase we've used. Um, mine and Bart's favorite movie, for the most part, is uh, Ghostbusters. Who's the heart? Who's the heart of the Ghostbusters? Heart of the Ghostbusters. So 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 so, so in, <laughs> in Ghostbusters, there's a scene. It's kind of a weird throwaway line where there's a crowd and and Bill Murray says, uh, uh, "Race dance." The heart of the Ghostbusters. Uh, so it's it started as this joke with Pacific Rim, uh, but I think, I love it, I think I think it should be a recurring all bit right. that we do. So, Who is the heart of the Ghostbusters uh, in right. so, so Furious 6? So
0: so far we've had Clifton Collins Clifton Jr. Collins and Pacific Rim. We had, what else? Well, we have-
1: for the record, I think it's Mako Mori, like, actually, but... Clifton, no. Collins no.
0: okay. right. <laughs> Clifton Collins Jr. Okay, all right. got to set some... We settled
1: on Clifton Collins Jr. I think it's actually Michael Mori in no, reality. No, no. But
0: we, we, we've got we've to set a standard for what the heart of the Ghostbusters okay. is. What does the heart of the Ghostbusters it, mean? And, it, and it's actually not how it works in Ghostbusters, but in any event, I think it, for the purposes of this analysis, I think it needs to be who of all the characters in the movie is the guy you'd want to go and have a beer with. Who's the person...
1: Yeah, like, see, okay, well, that's just, because I I, want to say it's, like, the emotional center of the...
0: No, that's too, that's, that's too legit. (laughs) (laughs) That that makes too much much sense, is Is that what you're saying? This is clearly nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right, yeah, fine. No, we'll go, no, we'll go, no, no, we'll no, 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 no. I
1: I like this. It's stupid, it's just stupid enough that I like it. Let's, let's go with, (laughs) let's go with, who's, who's the guy you want to, like, hang with and... Who's your buddy? Who's your buddy? Who's your... Who's
0: your buddy? Who, who's your Ghostbusters buddy? Yeah. Um, so who have we had so far? Just to recap. We had Clifton Collins Jr. from Pacific Rim. Uh-huh. We had... What else did we do? What was <laughs> the podcast we did? It was Kick-Ass. It was oh, Kick-Ass, kick-ass. Too. Oh,
1: that was John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo, Absolutely. I think. Yeah, you, yeah, John Leguizamo was... It has to be. Was the Harley Ghostbusters. Uh, yes. <laughs> Which is hilarious because he's a villain who dies halfway through.
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> but continue. Uh, For this one... I gotta go with Han Solo. That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> Han, Solo. Han Solo. It's gotta be Han Solo, right? Han Solo.
1: He's the guy, he's a cool ass motherfucker. He hangs out in the back. He doesn't talk very much. He doesn't need when he to. T- when he does, it's always witty or insightful in some way. Uh, and 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 he hangs out. I mean, yeah. It's gotta it's gotta be Han it's Solo, right? Han Solo. I'll tell you who it's not. It's not Tyrese. No. Because these for like, I think it's one of the few really serious no, he's, missteps he's, of this he's, franchise. He's, he's
0: Slimer. <laughs> <laughs> holy, he's like around. Right. He's kind of obnoxious. Oh, holy, he's always shit, he's you're always right. eating everything.
1: Oh my god, you're right. Holy fuck, that's so good. Yeah, no, it is. The, the, this franchise massively overestimates how funny Tyrese is. Yeah, uh, he's really not at all. Nope. Um, man. That's so. I mean, I
0: would go with Ludacris before him any, yeah. any day of the week.
1: Yeah, no, Han Solo. Han Solo definitely the way to go. Ludacris, I, is, I, I, Ludacris, might be Egon in this one. Oh, Ludacris is definitely Egon. He's the tech guy, he figures stuff out. He he's got gadgets and yeah, no, he's definitely has lines that are funny that Egon. aren't supposed to be. Yeah, no, I love that. Uh, does that mean The Rock is Winston? Because he comes in late and has to figure shit out. Oh, no. You know, Winston was supposed to be, like, a Navy SEAL with, like, a Ph.D. What? That was, like, the original joke of Winston is when he goes in for his... It's not in the movie, but when he, like, goes in for his interview, they, like, read through his resume, and he's, like, a Navy SEAL with, like, a Ph.D. He's, like, way, way overqualified, (laughs) but he just, like, he needs a job. (laughs) He needs, like, a paycheck.
0: (laughs) There's any paycheck in it. Yeah. I don't
1: do, I believe anything you say. Eleven five a year. Uh, <laughs> man, I, you know, I like. I think I like this as a as a good, quick, <laughs> recurring bit. Who is who is the heart of the Ghostbusters? I'm totally down. So the big thing about these movies, the sort of theme that has sort of you know overtaken the franchise, or or the, that the franchise is really uh, focused in on is family. Yes. You know, that, that, that this is basically a family. And in this sixth one, you know, they're very explicit about it. Very really heavy-handed um, about it, actually. Well, yeah, because, the, I mean, they literally have whole conversations where the villain believes that family is a weakness. You know, that loyalty is a weakness and that your team is just parts to be swapped out. And it, it, this sixth one is very, you know, very explicitly a movie about the power of family versus not that um, well said. Thank you. And it's—I mean, it is—it's interesting because I mean, obviously, it was it was there from the very beginning. I mean, Toretto is a very much a family guy, um, and
0: it's—and it's been there since part one. But you got the baby. You've got this movie. It, the second time around, this movie spells out way more for you than I realized the first time around. Mm. Like, right down to the point where they're looking at the dossier of the criminals, and they're like, these are the evil versions of us. Like, I forgot yeah. that that was in there. Yeah. It's like, oh, the,
1: okay. I mean, I think it's, it's... I actually kind of... I kind of like that. I mean, I feel like that part might be part of... No, sorry, not that it spells everything out. Uh, the family theme, I think, is one of those things that really is... Uh, I think it really resonates with people. I think it's a big part of why people really like this franchise. Because while all there's, there's all of the car mayhem and crazy action sequences and everything, you know, at its heart, this is a movie about people who care about each other and sticking up
0: for each other and looking out for each other. You know, ordinarily I might disagree with you, but I think you're right this time. Well, thank you. Well, I mean, I feel like when a lot of people go to see movies like this, they're not really looking for themes. Mm-mm. But... I think that, but I think that's what keeps these yeah, movies right. going. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. You know? Like, I think that I don't know if it's the, the chicken or the egg, but after six of these things, you're invested in these characters and yeah. their relationships with each other, and you've got very literally you've got uh, Vin Diesel's character and Paul Walker's character who are members so of adver- their adversaries in the beginning, in the first yeah. one, and then they you know be literally become family and now there's a baby mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's you can you can get cool car stunts in any movie
1: you know there's yeah. there there's go watch ronin i mean yeah I, there's a need for speed movie coming out in, for in, no next reason. year you know i mean there 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 will always be movies where you know with cool chase sequences and fast cars that get wrecked um, there's what sets this franchise apart I think is, yeah, it's, it's that strong family bond that really drives the franchise. Mm. Um, even as they've sort of added people and swapped out people, um, that's that's really the thing that sort of binds them all together that I think is really what people love about these movies. Um, and I think that's what makes The Death of Paul Walker hit especially hard. Yes. Um, I mean, aside from the franchise, you know, whatever the implications are for this franchise, um, I mean, the, Paul Walker is a guy who, I mean, look, his, his filmography is interesting, because he's been involved in a lot of really, really great movies, uh, that I really love, um, he's, he's w- great, he's got a great part in Pleasantville, he's, cast perfectly in Pleasantville uh, as the sort of all-American basketball kind of jock hero guy with, you know, a sweetheart. Um, But he's also, you know, he obviously has Fast and Furious, Running Scared. Running Scared is one of my favorite movies and that's a movie that's like dark and weird and twisted and not the kind of, I mean, that's that's a kind of a risky career move for him uh, at that point, where fast. I mean, Fast and Furious was still was not really what it was. Yet. I mean, it wasn't. They were still. In, fa- st- in fact, I think at that point they were. It was on the third one, so he, you know he wasn't even really involved with Fast and Furious at that point. So he was really kind of finding his way a little bit uh, as sort of a leading man and what kind of movies he could carry and whatnot. I- I'll be the first to admit that I. Took the death of Paul Walker surprisingly hard. I mean, like I said, I was never really emotionally attached to him. It's not like he's, you know, uh, I mean, obviously he's he's very young, but it's not like he's one of those guys where it's like, well, Paul Walker's in the movie, I'm showing up. But I was like, oh, Paul Walker's in this movie. I like Paul Walker. You know, Um, I mean, it it was you know, it's such a like a weird, sudden, unexpected thing. I mean, it's one of those things that just sort of instantly makes you pause. And think, well, fuck, you know what, what, what the hell? What the hell's going on? You know, what if that could happen to any? I mean, that could happen anybody at any at any moment, and we kind of forget about it until something like this happens.
0: I found out from you actually. I think you you told me, and I said, or somebody told me, I don't remember. And I remember my first thought was, when I found out the circumstances of it, I said. Oh God! The irony of this. Um,
1: Yeah, and he died in a car. I mean,
0: the circumstance, and not just any. I mean, it wasn't just any car. It was a. It was a supercar. It was a. Porsche. It was a Porsche Carrera GT, which are very rare and very fast. And the way they are, is, they have a lot of power and not much in the way of electronic nannies to keep you going straight and air. And never mind that his friend was a racing driver, but, um, you know when they when the reports are coming out that. You know, never mind, we don't, or at least I don't know about whether there were any alcohol or drugs or anything. No, there were I don't think there were. No, not at all. But speed was definitely a factor. Um, And I don't know all the circumstances yet, but just, I was just waiting for the internet to explode with, you know, the irony of it and, and and to treat his death in a terrible way. Yeah. And I don't actually think it happened. No,
1: I mean, no, I saw a lot of people making really awful jokes like in sort of that night sort of in the, that first 24 hours when people first heard it was a lot of like oh I guess he was too fast and too furious or you know because especially because like you're right because it was a car related death that I yeah it was I think a lot of people gravitated to the easy sort of punchline of it yeah um but at the same time I feel like I saw for every person I saw making you know asshole Jokes. I saw somebody sort of rising to the defense and saying, "Like, what the fuck, guys? This is this is is a person, and this is an awful, awful thing that's happened." You know? Yeah.
0: And that's actually really nice to see, especially you know from the internet. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, the other thing is that it's I don't I don't read a lot of blogs every day, um, but I I check out a blog every day. I read Jalopnik almost every day, and there are like the way this is resonating through that culture now is that there's been, now there's this weird spotlight on fast cars and it's, hmm. and everyone is now, like there is, a, there was a crash, uh, I think yesterday, or a couple days ago in Singapore, I think it were, it was a, another charity related uh, drive and there were something like three or four Lamborghinis um, that crashed into each other and one of them caught fire and people were hurt and, you know, there was no way that the internet could not draw parallels to Paul Walker's death, Yeah, and I'm worried that there's going to be this, this backlash from his death, and it's going to just... I, I don't know what ripples it will send through the, the industry, but I, I wonder if that's what the impact of all this is going to be. Um, yeah, I mean,
1: I think there... I certainly saw a lot of people jumping up, uh, sort of criticizing uh, Porsche and saying that those are really unsafe cars, and they weren't surprised, and a person lost control of the Porsche, and yeah. there a Porsche. I, like, I saw a lot of people sort of criticizing the automobile element of it, right. um, which is you know not surprising, and you know whether this will be one of those things where... I, I mean, I, like I said, I sort of saw that in the moment. I haven't really heard anything about it since, so I don't know if it's, it's one of those well, things where Porsche sees it as a really bad PR thing enough to the point that they... Feel like they need to say, "Well, now we're making this change." To well, our well, cars, t- 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 well.
0: I mean, the thing about that's what I was trying to get at is that that car specifically it was a very limited run. There are not many of them out right. in the world, which and, I'm sure will be there. And I mean, even location. even among Porsches, all of which are high end, you know, they they have they've had like I don't know three, four, five yeah models over the years that were like way above their normal 911s. Yeah, and um, they have a new one now. which is the successor to the car that Paul Walker died in and you know it's an insane amount of power and you know everyone is now saying why yeah and yeah, uh, is this the automobile
1: equivalent of you know the uh, taking the automatic rifle out you know Duck hunting, you know, like is that that is that, know, that? I mean, is, that, is there is there, a, is, there a, is there an argument there, like a parallel argument yes, you made there, there is. where it's there you, is. do we really need cars like this on the road for everyday people to buy? I mean, well, not that you, not that I necessarily say like, oh, you need to have a special license in order to have a fast car or whatever and of course these cars are all priced out of the range of like everyday people but I... but
0: that's actually an interesting point because it kind of but brings there, us you know, back to the fast and the furious is that you yeah. can buy a cheaper car and you can make it more powerful than you can handle yeah um, unless you have training and experience I mean maybe maybe that is maybe that is
1: the the answer here you know in order to drive a car that is rated at a certain level mm-hmm. maybe you need to have an more advanced license in order to handle a car of certain specs you know maybe yeah. I mean I'm not saying I'm not advocating for that necessarily I mean obviously there's a lot of you know mm-hmm personal freedom, you know, I can see lots of people, you know, jumping all up and down about that, uh, nanny state or whatever, Right. but, uh, I, 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 mean, granted, you know, I actually think it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, not like, it's not insane, it's not absolutely insane, uh, granted, you know, we live in the country of, I should be able to do whatever the fuck I want, whatever the fuck I want to do it, and you can't fucking tell me I can't, you know, but, uh, it, w- at what point do we say, look, the, people are dying, you know, I mean, granted, this is, you know, this doesn't happen every day. It, this isn't like a frequent occurrence and people, just as many people die in, you know, your standard Honda Civic as they do in a, like, souped up
0: whatever. But, yep. I mean. Well, it's, you know, it's it's like this. I mean, it's not the car's fault. Well, yeah, no. No, no, no it's not. And in it, the same, I mean, but by the same rationale, you can say speed has never killed anybody. It's stopping very suddenly. Like, you know, I mean, at some point you got to say, well, what are we talking about? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean that's like I said, it's one of those things where it, you know, it, these kinds of situations. Usually, when something like that happens, where oh, we're going to change a law or a standard on our, you know, auto manufacturing or something like that, you know, there's some very specific, widely publicized inciting incident that really drives the action. I was having this conversation with someone the other day. It's the reason that there's no happy hour in the city of Boston in the state of Massachusetts because there was a car accident once basically is what happened there was uh, a really awful hit and run from someone who had been drinking at a happy hour at a bar and should have been cut off and wasn't and they killed like I think like a mother and a baby or something like that uh, and it got so much attention that now there's no happy hour in the state of Massachusetts um, which is something that came up again recently because there was a you know a vote, for uh, to build a new casino in the city of Boston and so well if there's going to be a casino then maybe they'll have to you know change the happy hour laws um, but you know it I, I don't know is, is this is this one of those incidents where it really gets to people to the point that there's action I don't I don't think so not 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 in not in this particular case um, because it's also you know those things are always so very specific you know these circumstances have to be very this happened and then this happened, so we have to prevent, this happening again uh, and you know the changes that happen usually end up getting sort of micromanaged
0: in that way sorry I'm just looking at the specs on, ah, the, on the car that's um, for I don't know I don't know if you're going to want to have this in there but they were only produced from 04 to 07 there were only 1,270 of them made period hmm. uh, yeah and I'm
1: sure that's going to be Porsche's argument is that this was
0: a you know very was, limited car it was, extreme, and, it was extremely limited yeah it's got a 5.7 liter V10, um, six speed manual only, which I knew. I remember Clarkson said about the car, Jeremy Clarkson yeah. from, from Top Gear. From yeah. He said when they when he reviewed it, he said it's like this is a this is a supercar unplugged because hmm. it's it's got nothing. I mean it's, I mean the shift knob is made of wood. <laughs> like it, it's it's. You have like you have to pay attention to drive it. You right. have to be a good driver to drive it. And like you or said, you his, will crash it. And
1: like you said, Walker's friend was a was a he race wa- driver. He was a racing he, driver, he, and he, he knew what he too. was doing. You know, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's why I'm saying. You know. We could say, oh, we should have special licenses to drive special cars or whatever. But you know, these things are still going to happen. You know, these They're are very competent guy behind the wheel of a very, and, and he knows what he's doing. And sometimes these things just happen. I mean, you know? I don't, I don't follow, and that's work. I think what
0: really gets people is that sometimes these things just happen. And that's I think what really threw everybody off. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really keep up on the world of motorsport too much, but they all crash. I mean, you watched Senna. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ken Block for all his marketing nonsense is. He's a very good driver and he tried his hand at rallying and he just kept crashing all the time. So, I don't know.
1: So, the other element that I think really kind of threw people for a loop is that uh, not only is this franchise sort of at the peak of its popularity right now, but they were in the midst of filming the next one when, you know, when Walker died. Um, Part seven, they were. They were sort of mid-filming, um, they had done a lot of the early sort of second unit stunt car stuff, um, I know they'd done some of the first unit stuff, I'd seen a lot of, uh, you know, publicity stills of various people, you know, cast members shooting some scenes, um, and now the movie is on an indefinite hold. Uh, there were a few days of sort of scrambling and saying, what are we gonna do, um, and that, so basically they, they were supposed to come back from their Thanksgiving break uh, and film in Atlanta, do some more first unit stuff in Atlanta, and they postponed, and now the movie is indefinitely on hold while they try to decide how they're going to proceed from this point on. And I don't know how much of Walker's stuff had been shot, but, I mean, that's really, you know, the conversation that, you know, uh, James Wan's directing this one, um... You know that you know Juan and I'm sure Vin Diesel's involved because I'm pretty sure he's a producer at this point, um, and and Universal and you know, let's, you know for not for nothing but Fast and the Furious is the biggest franchise that Universal has. Mm. You know this is their money maker. What and else do they have? They really don't have much. I mean they they. I
0: never even thought about
1: that. They don't have any superheroes. They don't have. They they really have they really have very little. Universal's been yeah, kind of a mess the last few years. They've sort of put their money down. I get, like I give them credit because they they put money down on some really interesting projects that didn't pay off. Stuff like Scott Pilgrim, um, which I like. Scott Pilgrim's a great movie. People didn't go see that movie. So, and the uh, Land of the Lost. Uh, movie with Will Ferrell, which is also really funny, didn't really pull people in, like they've put money down, they've placed a lot of bets that haven't paid off, even though they've artistically been, they didn't pay off financially, but you know, artistically I think they're actually really interesting. Um, so this is really the only franchise they have, so they are going to, you know, this is not a decision that's going to be taken lightly by anybody at Universal, mm. Um they are really gonna focus on on where they go from here because not only is this movie is this franchise at the peak of its popularity but they were also at this point scheduled out to basically make one of these movies every year you know this movie came out six came out uh, in 13 uh, part seven was supposed to come out next July and they, I mean they and they were already planning on a part 8. That come out the following year. I mean, they are—they were basically planning on doing one of these every year for the next few years, um, and they're—you know—they're not going to make their July date now. They're—they're um, they're going to, at the very least, they'll, they're going to have to push. Um, but the—you know—the conversation they're having now, the decision they have to make is whether to essentially scrap everything that they've shot, um, or at least. You know the majority of the stuff that they've shot, uh, character-wise, and basically just start over, um, versus trying to salvage some of those scenes and sort of rewrite around them um, and you know tweak tweak what they can uh, to try and keep him in the movie in some way. I mean, this will if he ends up appearing in this movie, it'll be his last movie. Um, mm. So it's you know it's a, it's an interesting. It's, it's an interesting predicament. Um, it, you know, like we said, family is such a strong theme for these, for these movies that I feel like it would be very easy to, essentially, if they decide to s- scrap it and start over, it's very easy to write him out of this franchise, you know? He's, right. He's got he, a wife, he's, he's got, got a kid, a kid. Yeah, they're trying to leave the life behind, they're not criminals anymore, like... Right. I mean, at the end of this, they've got their record expunged at this point, so it's very easy to just sort of say, "Well, he's off, living the family life, and we're not, we're not involving him anymore." Um, But I feel like, I mean, like I said, I don't know how much they've shot, but you know, party feels like, well, they, you know, they've got some stuff of him. You want to try and find a way to keep him involved in some way, you know? I mean, but that's also really hard, you know. I mean, it's. Do you you want to try and keep him involved, to the detriment of the the greater story of the greater film? Just because you have some footage of him, like should you Mm. feel beholden to use it in in some way, or I mean, maybe it's better to just just walk away. I don't know. What do you think? Do you I mean, do you think it's worth? I mean, obviously, neither of us knows what they've shot and what they haven't, and what their usable footage is. But I mean, do you think it's more graceful to just sort of say? Just let him know, bow out. Completely, yeah, exactly. Let or, the, or let, the character, in, let yeah. the character let the character. I know, I receive. don't know.
0: I think if there's a way, I mean, again, not knowing what they have, but if they have something that can serve as an on-screen, mm-hmm. here the character's leaving. A, an on-screen goodbye, essentially. Yeah. Even I mean, though they obviously can't get an on-screen goodbye, but no. But I mean, if they have something um, that can allow him to go that way. I think they should. If they, whereas, you know, I, killing him off on screen, I, no, 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 no. You, that was my other thing I was going to say. Is, do you think that's a good idea? No, I think it's a terrible idea. You,
1: do you think, you think
0: that would be too hard for people to watch? I think it would be crass. Yeah. And I think the public uh, would react vocally. You think? I do think. I mean, given the way they've reacted to his death already, um, I think if I think it would force people to go, to go through it again, and it like you were talking about your your brother, so he was thirteen. He grew up on this. Oh yeah, and now he's oh my god, twenty two. Jesus, yeah, he'll be twenty three next year. Um, um, okay, so you know we've got that's he's square in the middle of their target. Oh demo, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and he, you're right. He's literally someone who basically grew up on these movies. Right, and I I don't think you want to do anything to put those people off from a marketing standpoint and also just because it's, it's tasteless. It's tasteless. Yeah, and uh, I don't think it would be a good idea and I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's, it's I, interesting. And I also,
0: I, don't, I actually, I don't think that the, the other cast member, I don't know, may, maybe this is me uh, imputing the characters onto the actors. Yeah. But I get the sense that these people have worked together so many times at this point. Yeah. It's kind of a Star Trek thing and I, I think that they, I, I feel like they care about each other in real life, maybe they do, maybe they don't, I don't know, but in my head they do, and, um, yeah, I I, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, I mean,
1: the, like, an on-screen death, you know, obviously, he becomes sort of the patron saint of this series now anyway, right. I mean, um, and this, and this is absolutely going to be... The dividing line in this franchise now it is now before walker versus after walker absolutely I mean, no, no matter what happens at this point um you know it'd certainly be easy enough you know from a story standpoint it's from a writing standpoint it's easy to essentially kill the character off you know you can have a scene that you've already shot early on and then you know Vin Diesel walks out of the building, and the building blows up, and now Paul Walker's character is dead, you know? I mean, that's, from from a writing standpoint, it's very easy. Obviously, it changes the rest of your movie at that point, and it also becomes interesting because then it becomes, I mean, if you kill Walker off on screen in any way, and not just like, uh, the movie starts and, oh, he's been dead, yeah, yeah. he's been killed off screen somehow. I could could see them doing that. Maybe. Um... I don't know if it's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly the more but, tasteful version, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, maybe maybe they do that and, you know, there's a flashback sequence that they could use. They could
0: use some footage they shot and splice it into some kind something. of a flashback
1: or something. I,
0: I bet they do what... what. Uh, I, I bet they do a combination. Yeah. And, what, you know, and they say that... Actually, I, I like your idea that given the new baby, and yeah. they'll just write off Georgiana Brewster... And, and, well, and I was gonna say, and, and, and that's the other there, thing. And Brewster's got to go. if
1: he's go if, if if he's not dead, then Brewster's got to go too. Yeah, she can't stick around if he's not there. No, not at all. Um, so you kind of have to feel bad for Jordan, and J- J- Brewster, now too.
0: <laughs> yeah, well,
1: because this was basically her, you know, money stream for the next three, four, or five years. Right. And if 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 Paul if Brian O'Connor is alive somewhere. And there's no reason for her to be in these movies, right? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's you know trying to thread that needle of taste of what's tasteful versus what isn't. That's I think the hardest part um, of, of trying to figure out what what to do with these things. Um, and I don't I don't I don't know, man. Um, I will say, you know, I've been really really excited about where this franchise is going. I know you were. Um, I, we were. I sort of dropped a hint earlier, but. So much like, uh, you know, this Part 7 that, you know, they're sort of mid-stream on, um, Jason Statham, I believe, is playing a villain. Uh, I mean, he is sort of, he's in the tag of six, so, you know, he's sort of the villain for Part 7. Speaking of bald guys. Speaking of bald guys. Um, And my understanding is that they have uh, set up a sort of similar cameo setup situation for this movie, for Part 7, where there's a, someone appears in a, minor role so that he can play a bigger part in the eighth movie Mm. uh and that's kurt russell what kurt fucking russell i did not know that yes wow okay kurt russell joining the fast and furious franchise that's very exciting to me well, it's Kurt Russell. Yeah, exactly. And he's a guy who hasn't, you know, other than the uh, Tarantino Grindhouse movie, he's kind of been off the radar for the last a few wild. years. He does not appear in in a lot of movies these days. No. So it's really interesting to see him show up for something like this. Huh. Um, but, I, like, I, I really love the idea of him sticking around. And I'll be really sad if he becomes, um, you know, if he, if he ends up getting basically cut out of this movie. Hmm. If, if for whatever reason, they have to, they decide, we're going to scrap it, we have to change things, and, you know, we, that that character doesn't work anymore in some way. Hmm. Um, I'll be really sad about that. Well. Because he, I was very much, I've been very much looking forward to that little nugget. What the hell, is speaking of Sky High. Speaking of Sky High. Um, so, okay, so... <laughs> Speaking of superheroes, let's try not to end on a fucking depressing note. Yeah. Um, the other big Fast and Furious... What room- one of us is sober here. <laughs> Come on. Uh, very... I'm pretty drunk. The fast. The other big Fast and Furious-related, tangentially-related news item that came out of this past week mm. is uh, the Wonder Woman casting. So, oh, yes. So the next... Uh, You know, Batman, Superman movie that's happening. Does it have Uh, a title? No. So it doesn't have a title. I mean, technically, technically it is still considered Man of Steel 2. Oh, really? Um, There's no way they're going to call it Man of Steel 2 and just, oh, and it also has Batman and Wonder Woman in
0: it. Yeah, that
1: seems an odd choice. Uh, People have sort of, by default, been referring to it as Batman versus Superman. Um, That's in no way an official title. Um, Warner Brothers registered, as we often see with, the, with, with these big franchises, uh, our first hints at what the title might be. Warner Brothers registered a bunch of web addresses recently, um, a bunch of domain names, and so uh, they were all terrible. They were they were all awful. They were, you know, Superman, the Dark of Night, uh, uh Superman, Night is Black. It was, it was, it was, they were all terrible. They were all trying, they are all trying to find a way to imply Batman without putting Batman in the title. Um, but mostly they all sounded like terrible riffs on Star Trek Into Darkness, which is a movie you do not want to associate with. No. So, anyway. Why don't you just call it Justice League and be done with it? Well, because they (laughs) <laughs> they're saving that for when they make an actual Justice League movie. Well, here's the thing. All right.
0: If... Well, I think I know the answer to this question before I ask it, but... If this movie is crap,
1: mm-hmm. are they still going to
0: make a Justice League movie? Pro- oh, yeah. Probably.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um The... DC is still very much finding its way. Warner Brothers DC trying to figure out how to do what Marvel's doing, essentially. Um, they... You know their plan seems to be at this point. It's almost starting to feel like this is basically a backdoor pilot for for Justice League. You know? Yeah, that's what I, mean, I mean because we've got uh, Superman, we've got an older, wiser Batman. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that we're not getting the Batman origin story again. again. Um, God. Uh, rumor is that there's also going to be a Nightwing in the movie to give it like that sort of setting the bar uh, in terms of you know the Batman context that he's already basically moved. Robin has sort of come and gone, and now he's doing his own thing. Um, Any sign of a Flash? No. Um, although okay. the uh, CW's Green Arrow show uh, just introduced the Flash this week, which oh, was interesting. Oh dear. Um, although they they introduced, in fairness, they introduced Barry Allen. They did not. He's not in costume. He's not. He doesn't seem to have superpowers. He's just police oh. investigator Barry Allen. Okay, uh, but they are literally—they're trying to backdoor him into his own series. If he—he's part of—he's showing up on a two-parter, and if people like him, which people appear to like him, they're huh. going to give this kid his own who, his own who, series. Who is it? It's nobody. Some guy, some guy. Some some young kid I've never heard of. Uh, um, what are they
0: doing with Green Lantern?
1: I, that's the thing. Nobody. I mean, I don't. They DC isn't moving on any of these franchises independently. All they've got is Man of Steel. So they're not developing separate Batman movies. They're not developing a Wonder Woman movie. No, no, no. They're means. simply... Ca- they're not developing any of their other DC properties independently. They're basically just throwing
0: some of these characters into the next but No, I know, but, mean, but I mean, in, in the whatever super... Whatever this thing is going to end up being called, is there a sign of... Oh, no, King I don't Lantern think so. Flash? I don't think so. In fact, I don't... I mean, I, I, it remains to be seen just how
1: involved Wonder Woman actually is in this movie. Well, but the thing is, you can't just...
0: You can't just name drop Wonder Woman. I mean, yeah. you, okay, take take the X-Men. You can name drop Beast and you can name drop Gambit just fine. You might piss some people off, Yeah, it's the internet. But you can't name drop Wonder Woman yeah. when you have not that much in the fire. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, the
1: reason we're talking about this is because Wonder Woman will be played by Gal Gadot who plays uh, Giselle in the Fast and Furious movies or at least played her until she had a really I mean it's a, it's a nice death scene but it's executed in a way
0: it's um, needless well it's it's needless I, well yeah i mean it's the way the way people seem to survive in these it movies it feels like they wanted
1: to kill that character off just, you know they wanted to kill that character yeah because they needed to find a way to get Han to Tokyo and be depressed about it but, right. but like yeah you're, you're right in that in that it very much feels like we, we finally need to get around to that third movie that we've been not talking about for the last four movies so let's let's set her let's kill her off and set him up to, to go and we can continue on and then kill can, him off and we can loop back around and continue forward um so so she'll be playing she'll be playing Wonder Woman um I don't I don't can't get excited about it. I I think she's actually very good for the most part in the Fast and Furious movies, but it's because she's not asked to do very much. You know, she's asked to pretty much look hot and drive a car and occasionally hold a gun and shoot it at people, but. She has probably less than fifty lines of dialogue in that movie. Wait, wait, in um, which one? In the, in, the,
0: in four? Or in, or in no, six? in this
1: past one, in Fast and Furious. And yeah. I would, I would argue, she probably has less than one hundred lines of dialogue in the last two movies combined. Mm. You know, I mean, she, like she's. I think she's She's not Linda Carter. <laughs> I think she's. I think she's got. Uh, I said earlier on on the you know the twitters and whatnot. I, I think she's. I think she's got a little bit of a soul to her, you know, like, I don't think she is a, you know, vapid eye candy, I, 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 I do think that there is, she has a personality, but she's not an actress, I mean, she's, she's a model, she was a Miss Universe contestant, she's a, you know, essentially a, a model turned actress, um, she had, like I mentioned to you earlier, she first appears in uh, the fourth movie i think i think it's the fourth one um and she has a like she's barely in that movie she is a very very bit part she has like three or four scenes uh and then she got promoted to you know full cast member essentially later on um i i think she's fine but she's certainly not the kind of person i could get like that i get excited about um it, it seems like a backpedally choice. Like maybe, uh, well, she's Maybe
0: well, listen, maybe she's just one of those people who needs a big role to grow into. I'm, I I have nothing about her. Yeah, but I'm just putting that there cuz maybe. Well, well, let's
1: So the other name that got tossed around, the girl from Thor. The, oh, Jamie Alexander, I who don't... plays the Lady Sif? Yes. You think
0: she you you, you... I remember, I remember hearing that getting tossed around. That she oh, oh, as, for, To be Wonder Woman. And that I can totally see. Yeah, Like, that's a shoe-in to me. Sure. I. Um, I she also... I mean,
1: she's not a model turned actress. I mean, I think she's she's got a lot more personality than Gal Gadot does. Um, I I think she's fine. I mean, you don't... You know, no, one's, no one's going to cast her in a DC franchise. Oh, no, uh, no. She's no, actively um, involved in a Marvel no, franchise. Obviously, obviously, obviously not. Obviously not. Um, but, I
0: mean... I can see why they were thinking. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Um, the other, another name that got tossed around, coincidentally enough, was uh, Gina Carano, who's in Fast, who's in Furious Six. Um, she's she scares me. Well, she's a former MMA fighter. In fact, well, I say former. I think she's still technically an MMA fighter. I don't think she really fights very much anymore because now she's... Soderbergh decided she was an actress, and so now she's an actress. Um, she scares me. I, well, but that's the thing. You know, she's not very good in this sixth movie. I was really looking forward to seeing her in the sixth movie because I think she's very good in Haywire. I, I really dug her in Haywire. I did not like her in, in Furious 6. I think she her line delivery is awkward. I think ludicrous acts circles around her for whatever that's worth. Um I mean I she's stiff and she's awkward. She's great in a fight scene cuz she's a trained martial artist. So she can beat the shit out of anybody in the room and that's scary. Yeah. Um but I know her, you know her name got tossed around and again it's like yes she kind of she looks the part and sure she can, you know, she can handle herself in a fight and I'll believe all that stuff but like, I uh, just like I want. A, I want an actress in there. I want someone who can carry the franchise. I want well, someone who's not just going to appear in a Justice League movie. I want someone who can carry a Wonder Woman franchise. I don't know if Gal Gadot can carry a fucking franchise. I feel like whoever they put in supporting roles in that movie very easily overshadow her without trying to. Well,
0: let's 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 reserve judgment.
1: No, look, I mean, I want her to be great. I, like I said, I think she's very good in the Furious movies, but I think she's asked to do very little. I, I would love to be proven wrong here. I would love her to be awesome. Um, I'm just skeptical. Who Who, is there anybody else that you, you would have liked for, for Wonder Woman other than
0: mm. other
1: Jamie Alexander? Because I'll, I'll tell you who I would have liked. Tell me. Is uh, Lynn Collins. Yes. Lynn Collins played uh, Deja Thoris in uh, John Carter. She Which I have not seen. The female lead of John Carter, John Carter is actually very good. It it I, I like to refer to it as the much maligned John Carter. Mm. Uh, that movie was horribly mismarketed. Um, it's actually a very good film. Uh, it's especially because it's Andrew Stanton's first live-action movie. Andrew Stanton, who is a Pixar animator, he directed, like, Finding Nemo. Oh. Um, oh. In fact, it's technically a Pixar movie. It's why Disney owns it, basically. Oh. Um, but it, that movie is the movie is very good. There are two things working against that movie, which is why everyone always considers it, like, this huge flop. I mean, it financially, it is a huge flop. It cost a billion dollars, and it made none back. Um... The first thing... Waterworld? Yeah. Okay, so the first thing is that um, the the Edgar Rice Burroughs, you know, Princess of Mars novels that it's based on are one of those things that every film franchise has been ripping off for decades now. So it's hard to watch this and not feel like, oh, so this is like Bad Star Wars. Oh, okay, so this is... You know, like, there are so many other things that have that have played on these similar story tropes and these similar, you know, imagery that it, it just feels like... It feels unoriginal, even though this is a thing everybody's been ripping off for so long. Hmm. Um, and that would have been... I think that would have been... You could have mitigated that if you had marketed it as such. But Disney did not know what the fuck to do with this movie. They had no idea how to sell this movie. Hmm. And so they were... Look, uh, he fights big white ape monsters. That 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 seemed to be the whole thing. Like, there was <laughs> the, the the trailers were fine, but like all the like there was there was just nothing to it. There was no like hook to this to the well, to selling this movie. T- take it this Nobody way. Nobody
0: knew what the hell they were looking at. I have not seen it, and I have no idea what it's about, except that there's a guy and he gets into mm, gladiator. Avatar-type situations. Mm-hmm. That's all I really know. That's yeah. It. And which gave me no incentive to see it. No, not at all. Um, it's,
1: it's very good. Granted, I will admit, and I like Taylor Kitsch quite a bit, but he's pretty miscast in this movie. Um, but, Lynn Collins plays the female lead, and she, I mean, she basically is, on a in a lot of ways, she basically is, uh, you know, Princess Diana already. You know, she's, uh, royalty, she's, uh, smart, she's a scientist, uh, but she's also a warrior, you Mm. know, so she can hold her own in a fight, she can outthink her opponents, um, she's gorgeous, uh, she certainly looks the part, um, she's a badass female role model in that movie, she's, she's great, um, and, and not only that, she's an actress, like, the woman can carry a scene, uh, She's, she's, she's fantastic. She's a woman that you could build a franchise around. Um, I, 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 it just, that feels like a really unfortunate missed opportunity for me. And the she's been involved in, I mean, she was, oh, you want to know what you know Lynn Collins from? Tell me. She was Wolverine's girlfriend in the Wolverine movie. The
0: f- I haven't seen the Wolverine. No, the
1: first one, the one that we have seen, when he fights oh. a fire escape. Oh, that one. He's She's his girlfriend in the woods who's dead and then not dead. I'd have to see her Who face. has the suggestive I, I, have, I have. No, to be fair, <laughs> every time I see her in a movie, I don't believe it's her. And that's another thing that I think she has going for, it, is that she somehow seems to really blend herself in. She really seems to lose herself in these movies, so that, like... I saw her first, I think, in the Wolverine movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When I saw her in John Carter, didn't realize it was the same actress. She's also in another movie that I really, that I actually really like called uh, Ten Years. It's like a ten-year high school reunion. It's got Channing Tatum and Chris Pratt and Oscar Isaac and a bunch of, a bunch of good people. Yeah. And she's in that... And, again, like, unrecognizable. I was like, there's no, no, there's no way that's all the same person. It absolutely is. Huh. And she's not undergoing a really crazy physical transformation she or anything. Has, she's not she... wearing a rubber nose or fake hair or, you know, blonde hair or something like that. She just has one of those faces? She, yeah, she just she just carries herself differently. She kind of disappears mm-hmm. into a character to a degree that it feels like that's not the same, that, that there's no way that's the same person, you know?
0: That's a rare skill, actually. Yeah.
1: Huh.
0: So, it's just not Tom Cruise. No.
1: No. Um, but I, I, I would have, I would have really, I would have really dug her as a choice. Um, obviously there's, there's lots of other choices out there. The internet loves to fan cast this stuff and usually it's, she looks pretty, she's got dark hair, make her Wonder Woman. But, I just, you know, it feels like there were other opportunities out
0: there. Yeah. Well,
1: do you have any, anyone else off the top of
0: your head Off the top of my head. Anyone else you like? Um... No. I don't. Okay. I'm not really, no. Actually, wait. No, that's also impossible. I'm just trying to think of, like, I'm doing the internet thing, and I'm thinking of hot brunettes right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, we're not going to go there. We're going to pass. So, yeah, good. we're, we're, we're going to pass gonna, on that. Yeah, that's, that's not where we need to go. All right. Okay, well, it's the beginning of December. You're coming up on movie 300.
1: I am. I'm at, uh, as of today, I'm at two, 284.
0: Well, ain't that some shit. Yeah. What do you got? What have you seen recently?
1: Uh, so, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, today today I watched uh, I watched Road Warrior. I've been trying to, as I'm getting closer to the end, I'm trying to get, uh, trying to air more on the side of stuff, like some, some of the older stuff, some of the classic stuff that I really should have watched a long time ago. Um, so Mad Max is a trilogy like, and I've actually been meaning to watch Mad Max for months now um, and so I, I'm, I'm finally digging into it now when is the new one coming out? so not for a long time and that's actually part of why I've been trying to get at him recently um, <laughs> poor, poor George Miller uh, his you know they filmed that movie like a couple of years ago they got shut down for a while because of crazy weather uh, it started up again, they finished filming, uh, it went into post, they've gone back, they're doing additional filming, uh, or I think they just finished doing additional filming, um, so it's not, I think it's scheduled to come out late 14, early 15, something like that, um, I hear it's really good, I hear from the, from, you know, the people who have seen the footage s- seem to really like it, um, so it doesn't feel like they're going back to do additional shooting to because they fucked up and they're trying to fix it. Uh, mm. It seems like, no, they, they like what they see, so they gave them more money to go out and shoot new stuff. Off. Yeah, um, So that's why I've been trying to get through the Mad Max movies. Uh, I really, I The first one I enjoyed, the second one I really enjoyed, uh, that might be, that, I think that definitely goes up there on the list of, you know, that very small list of movies whose sequels are perhaps better than the original. I um, need a very strong case for the Road Warrior. Um, I haven't gotten to Thunderdome yet. I haven't... Tina Turner Tina has not Turner. yet arrived in this franchise. Um, but I have a soft spot for... In Beyond
0: Shatterdome. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. No, see, I have I have a soft spot for when the movies, like, jump the shark. For when they go totally insane and over the top and ridiculous. Rocky 4 is one of my favorite Rocky oh, I movies. I love Rocky 4. I'm really hoping the Thunderdome will be the Rocky 4 of the of Mad Max where it's completely absurd and ridiculous and clear they should have retired a long time ago, but there'll still be some entertainment value in there. There'll still be something in there. And look with Tina Turner how can they... How, doesn't there have to be?
0: Well, it's Tina Turner.
1: Yeah. I mean, she is a legend for a reason. Yeah. Uh, last night I saw The Punk Singer. Uh, it's a documentary about Kathleen Hanna. Um, uh, really great. Uh, Kathleen Hanna who, from Bikini Kill and uh, the Julie Ruin and La Tigra. Uh, she's like a... Uh, helped start the Riot Girl movement. Um, and married to Adam Horowitz from Beastie Boys. Um. So it's it's really good. It's playing at the Brattle all this week. It's 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 really great. Um, I saw Spike Lee's remake of Old Boy. You haven't seen the original Old Boy, right? No, I haven't. Oh, uh, okay. So that's something. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do when my year is up. Um, and one of the thoughts I have is to continue watching movies every day, but not. Watch something I haven't seen every day because I actually am starting to find it a little bit limiting. Uh, only in that there are movies I want to go back and revisit, uh, and it's harder to do that because it's harder to watch two movies in a day if it's not the weekend. You know, right? Um, Old Boy is the original Old Boy. Park Chan Wook's Old Boy is one of my very favorite. It's so insane and fucked up and awesome. Uh, and so Spike Lee has this remake out, it totally tanked at the box office, really nobody went to see it, um, it's interesting, um, I, I think it's, for the most part, it's not that it's not good, it's just that it doesn't really bring a lot new to the table, um, there's no reason, there's, there's no reason to watch this and not the original, you know?
0: That's too bad.
1: Like that, And I think that has to be sort of the standard for a remake, is, is there something about this movie that is different from the original in some way that makes it, it doesn't even, it's not even that it has to be better, it's just that it has to be interesting on its own terms in some way, and I think there are a couple of tweaks to the script that I think work really well, in fact, perhaps even better than the original, um... And you know, if you haven't seen this movie before, uh, I'm writing up my piece on it now, and I'm trying to not be spoilery because the, it's you have to see the original. It's so fucked up and awesome uh, to don't watch it with your family. Seriously, don't watch it with your family. Uh, but it's for the most part it's, it's just sort of it's just sort of the same movie in English with white people and And I, I don't care, you know. Um, so it's, it's fine. It's not, it's, the most depressing thing about it is that it's made by Spike Lee and there's no evidence of Spike Lee on screen. You know, the, he, his sort of signature dolly shot is in there once and it feels obligatory. He doesn't use it in any interesting way, which is a shame because there's a scene that's begging for his awesome dolly shot and it's not, he doesn't use it there. I I, I don't know why, um, but Bart, you have to see. Old Boy. Okay. Uh, we Like, we, you come over, we'll, we'll watch Old Boy.
0: Watch it with, with Ricky O.
1: Yo, Jesus. That's a hell of a fucking double feature. <laughs> um, the other movie I watched this week that I really dug was Blue is the Warmest Color, uh, which was playing at the Coolidge. I think it's gone now. Um, it is a three-hour French lesbian what? Relationship drama. Yes. Uh with really, really explicit lesbian sex scenes. And not only explicit hold, hold Not right. only explicit, is it, is it, but is it, is it, lengthy.
0: Okay, fine. Well hmm. Is it done in a way that is not exploitation? No, I
1: mean it serves the story.
0: Okay. I yeah. Mean, it's it's not, not it's not
1: done just for the sake of look at the ladies doing the ladies. It's 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 there for it's there okay. for a reason, and it's it's. I, I, is it enough? I couldn't I wouldn't use the word tasteful. Is it enough to but, make you
0: uncomfortable in the theater? <laughs> well, that's the rub. See, because I'm not asking whether that's the intention. No, I'm asking whether that's the effect.
1: Okay, but here's the problem: I can't accurately answer that question for one reason and one reason only. I saw it at the Coolidge. And the Coolidge had the, the room I saw it in at the Coolidge seats fourteen people. Oh God! So no. it's a very tiny room. You're sitting <laughs> like, in like big, comfy leather recliner chairs. It's actually one of my favorite rooms to watch a movie in. But it there's it was fold out. It was me and thirteen other people, and I was sitting in the back row, work. so I could see everybody else in the room. Were they all guys? No. No, and actually, right in front of me was uh, like an older couple. Not well, like not like old people. I mean, they were you know probably in like in their fifties. Um, but it, I mean, it was like it was one of those things where it's like you don't want to move, you know, <laughs> like you don't want to like shift your weight or draw attention to yourself. It it it's just sort of like just just sit still, and and it'll all it'll all be over soon. And it has nothing to do with the movie, but it's just sort of like you don't want to make the people like, turn around and look at you in the middle of this weird lesbian sex scene. Um, And not only that, the, the, I swear to God, because there's, I mean, there's a couple of scenes, but there are two very long ones that happen sort of in succession. Right at the end of the first or the second one, a girl sitting in front of me, swear to God, pulled out her phone and took a picture of the screen. Oh, dear God. Why? What? I don't. (laughs) It's like, are you putting that on Facebook? Because there's a lot of boobies and a hand inside a vagina. Like, I don't. Why? You're not putting that on Facebook. You're not gonna fucking Instagram that shit. So why are you taking pictures of that? Just for later. That's the only explanation I can come up with. She's taking pictures for later, and that's fine. Like, no, except not, don't no, take no, pictures of no, the movie. no That's not fine because number one, it's <laughs> inappropriate to take pictures during a movie. Number yes. two, I mean, so like her flash went off. If, yes. If,
0: if you if you want porn, it
1: like <laughs> do you really need to be taking still you, images? Yeah. Of you don't need to make your films? own.
0: Like, it, it's out there. Oh, it's so it was
1: so weird. It was the weirdest moment.
0: <laughs> Somebody got a weird Snapchat. Yeah, right.
1: I don't. Yeah, maybe she was texting it to somebody. Who thinks lesbians are hilarious.
0: That's terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, you know, I, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to stir, steer myself back towards some, some classic stuff. I still, you know, one of the very first things I meant to watch was Blade Runner. And uh, have you
0: not seen Blade Runner?
1: No. Well, I so when I was like in middle school, you want to borrow it. Okay, so here's the thing. When I was in middle school, I, we, I was at a friend's house for, like, a sleepover. We put it on. I fell asleep after, like, a half hour. Oh, Not because means... I was bored, because I was 13 and it was 2 in the morning. That you was know? me
0: and the first Pirates. Yeah. It was at your house. The only... It was on for, was on for four hours. <laughs> yeah, that
1: movie's on fucking... It so, takes so long to go... Anyway. Part of the reason I, I, I punted it on it and still haven't gotten around to it is because... I haven't been able to come down on which... Which cu- one you want to watch. Yeah, which I cut I should watch. Yeah, I exactly. Because there's... Netflix has three of them. Really? There's, yeah, there's the theatrical cut, there's the director's cut, and there's the final cut. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't... i
0: try trying to remember which one I have. I think I have the director's cut.
1: I mean, in general, I feel like I should always watch the theatrical cut first. Because that's what people saw. That's that's why the movie became popular. Because mm-hmm. there was a theatrical cut, and people I, saw it, and they liked it.
0: See, I disagree I would always go for the director's cut.
1: Well, I'm not saying I will always prefer a theatrical cut, but I feel like I should always watch a theatrical cut first. First,
0: okay, okay. I'll because
1: if I, I feel like if I watch a director's cut first, like whether, however, it colors my perception of the movie. One word: stripes. It, yeah, stripes. Which you look, there are a couple of individual gags in the director's cut that I like more, but there's also like that half-hour-long diversion <laughs> with the Colombian gorillas, which that is awesome. Goes nowhere and makes no sense. Funny. Like if I if that was if I had to wade through that the first time I watched the movie I'd be like what the fuck f- is this movie you know <laughs> yeah but you'd have
0: Winnebagos
1: but I would have Winnebagos I uh, I've been meaning to go back and rewatch the Alien director's cuts because I've only I watched through all of them uh, all the theatrical cuts and I really really initially the first two I really really dug so i have been meaning to go back and rewatch the director's cuts should, and see if should, there's any difference there we, I, we should do I some know.
0: marathons over this Christmas.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, and I actually... I'll have
0: time, finally. Yeah.
1: I actually want to do a couple, like, right as sort of, as I get to the wire, I want to do maybe, like, a marathon. It, like, have people over do, like, a marathon where I'll just watch movies for 24 hours or something and people Whoa. can come and go. Um, I, I don't know. Like try and try and knock out whatever whatever I feel like. I'm in the last week, and here's the stuff I really want to see that I haven't seen yet, and just try and knock as much of it out as I can. You know, it's not like you can't watch them later. Well, no, exactly, (laughs) exactly. But you know, things that I would like to be a part of this project. I don't know. 2001, I just picked up 2001 on Blu-ray.
0: 2001.
1: Uh, That's another movie that I started. And fell asleep after the first like half hour because I started it way too late. Well, that's, I don't something. know what it is. A two thousand one. I actually never It wasn't to watch two thousand one during the day. I think I day. had to leave. I think I started it and then I had to go somewhere. I had it from Netflix and I watched like the first half hour and then I had to shut it off for some reason and I never got back to it. And I ended up just sending the disc back.
0: I don't. I don't think I've ever even attempted to watch two thousand one during the daytime, hmm. which is always a mistake <laughs> because it's not. The fastest paced movie in the world. Well, no. I mean, I've certainly seen the whole thing. Yeah. But the thing is that because, like, again, I've only watched it at night, I remember what I remember. And then there's this whole bunch of shit that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And it's like, did I dream that? <laughs> or is that real? <laughs> I'm real. I honestly don't know. Is that in the movie? It was, like, it was like the first time I watched, um, uh, what do you call it? Citizen Kane. And yeah, was, it was like it was on PBS at night, and I when they do that sometimes, and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> I remember watching Citizen Kane for the first time.
1: Uh, it was I probably watched Citizen Kane for the first time under the worst conditions possible, because I had just graduated from college, I just moved to Los Angeles, I didn't have a job, I didn't have a car, I was sitting in my apartment with a roommate I didn't know, and watching DVDs while I tried to find a job, and I put on Citizen Kane, and I watched it, and it was over, and I looked at the back of the box, and I said, Orson Welles made this movie when he was 21 years old. (laughs) The best movie I've ever seen in my life. What the fuck am I doing with myself? (laughs) Like, in some ways, the movie is amazing. In other ways, the movie depresses me. (laughs) Mm. Alright, well, uh... I think that probably just about wraps it up for I us.
0: think we've gone pretty far afield here. Yes. How many minutes is this thing? I don't know. Do you have any hard drive space? GarageBand
1: doesn't show me minutes. It shows me beats and bars. <laughs> uh, and I've yet to figure out any kind of a standard. We've just passed 2,900 bars. I don't know what that means. All right, so as always, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Daly. You can find us, obviously, at the thedailyscreening.com, uh, or you can find me on the Twitters, uh, daily screening at daily screening. Uh, Bart, you're not you're not on the twitters, are you?
0: Technically, yes.
1: Are you on? The, you're, but you don't tweet. You're not a you're not a tweeter. What am I gonna tweet about?
0: Uh, Education policy.
1: So Bart's not on the twitters, but uh, you can you can find me daily screening or uh, or at daily screening. We'll, we'll, there will be tweets.
0: There will be there will be tweets. <laughs> tweets. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See y'all next week. Try the veal. My name is
1: Daly. Thank (laughs) you for listening. Have a very lovely evening and a fantastical.